The Buffalo Bills defensive end room could look a lot different in 2024 with some key decisions to be made. We're breaking down those dynamics today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills. Your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate you all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, folks, we are going to continue our performance review series today with the Buffalo Bills defensive ends. And obviously, there's a lot to get into some young players, some expiring contracts, some old players that are looking like bad contracts. We got to talk about it all here on the podcast. So we'll start with Greg Rousseau and Von Miller. Then I want to get into the expiring contracts of AJ Epinesa and Leonard Floyd. Then we'll finish it off with Shaq Lawson, Kingsley Jonathan, and an overview on what Brandon Bean needs to accomplish this offseason at the defensive end position. Let's start with Gregory Rousseau. A 2021 first-round pick, number 30 overall. Rousseau is 23. He turns 24 in April. He's entering year four of his four-year $11.6 million contract, and the Bills do have a decision to make regarding his fifth-year option. So every first-round pick has a fifth-year option baked into their contract, and it's Greg Rousseau's turn for the Bills to consider that. They'll have until early May to make this decision, but here's the choice. You either allow this to be the final year of Greg Rousseau's deal, right? And he would become a free agent after the season, or you can pick up the fifth year option. And that amount of salary is different for every player based on playing time and different Pro Bowl honors that they've received and not for Greg Rousseau. We know what that number is going to be. It's $12.2 million. So if the Bills want to go ahead and pick that up in 2025, Rousseau will count $12.2 million against the Bills' salary cap. To me, this is a very, very, very easy yes. And again, the Bills have until early May to decide on that, but I think Greg Rousseau is on a terrific path, and I would not think twice about picking up that $12.2 million fifth-year option. In terms of statistical output in 2023, Rousseau played in 16 games with 16 starts. Uh, he did not play in the Jaguars game in London. In those 16 games, uh, was uh, on the field for 60% of the snaps, 42 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, 55 pressures, and five quarterback sacks. To me, in terms of his 2023 review, I think he had a really solid season. He continues to prove himself as a top-tier run defender in the NFL. I think he's one of the best run-stopping defensive ends in the entire NFL. I, I'll be honest with you, coming off of eight sacks in 2022, I was hopeful for more than five 
this season. But I think we have to be mindful of the foot injury that he suffered in week four. He sat out week five, and then he played through a pretty meaningful foot injury the rest of the season, which I think took away a bit from his pass rushing ability. I still love the trajectory that he's on. I love the technique that he plays with. I love how smart he is as a football player. I feel very comfortable with Greg Rousseau and him being an answer and a foundation and a foundational piece for this Bills defense. As for his 2024 outlook, this will be his age 24 season. And that's exciting because it's his age 24 season with three years of experience under his belt. Now, obviously, this is a big season for him. It could be very meaningful. It will be very, very meaningful in you know, really setting the parameters for what a contract extension could look like if he does take another step. And I think you could see an Ed Oliver type situation here where, you know, before Ed Oliver actually played on the fifth year option this past season, um, the Bills signed him to a long-term extension and it wound up being a big time value deal. And that would be one more year for Greg Rousseau, but this is that foundational year for Greg Rousseau in terms of, you know, what a, a contract extension could look like next off season. And that'll help the bills. Potentially you would take that $12.2 million fifth year option tag, bring it down and um, you know, extend some of that out. So there's some great opportunities there with the deal, but it's an important year for Rousseau. I'm looking for him to become a more clutch player. Um, I think he's a, a good player overall, but you're looking for the big impact in the big moments. Right. Um, and I thought he was probably the Bills' best defensive lineman against Kansas City. Unfortunate that, like, on the first or second play of the game, Patrick Mahomes was able to spin out of a sack attempt that he had. But I think the big thing for Greg Rousseau is, is keep doing what you're doing, defend the run, you know, create that pressure. But we need those, those big-time sacks, those big-time tackles for loss to show up a little bit more consistency, consistently in some of these high-stakes games. So I think that's the, the big thing for Rousseau. And, I think he can certainly get there. He's very physically gifted. He's very young. He's gaining experience. He's wired the right way. I'm excited for where he's going. All right, now let's talk about Von Miller, a 2022 free agent signing, 34 years old. He turns 35 in March, entering year three of his six-year $120 million contract. And I know that there's a lot of people that would love for the Bills to get out of this contract. Um, and there's just not a great opportunity to do that. So if Von Miller were to retire or the Bills were to cut him, it's just not good. Uh, the Bills would be looking at over $32 million in wasted cap space just to not have Von Miller on the team. You would, When you take the dead cap hit plus uh, the way the contract is structured and, and how much he counts against the cost, it's it's like $40 million actually just for him to not be on the team. You're not going to do that. Uh, if you do something with him after June 1st, you could then spread the dead cap hit over two seasons instead of one. But why would you want to do that? Why Why would you want to do that? I, I think there's there's definitely a more favorable opportunity to get out of the deal after next season. But the reality is the best possible result for Von Miller right now is for him to get healthy and be close to what Von Miller is supposed to be this season for the Bills because you can't just pay $40 million against your cap to just not have Von Miller. That doesn't make any sense. Now, there is the other side of the coin where you could restructure the contract, uh, do a base salary restructure, and that would actually save you $12 million in cap space. But I don't think that's a very smart idea because you don't really 
want to lock yourself in for longer when it comes to this contract. So it's a challenging situation. It's unfortunate as it relates to this contract, uh, but that's that's the reality of, of where the Bills are at. There's no great opportunity. So if you think the Bills should cut Von Miller or you're hoping that he retires, that is completely non-beneficial to the Buffalo Bills salary cap. In fact, it's very, very detrimental. Uh, 2023 played in 12 games, didn't start any 32% of the snaps in the 12 games. He played collected three tackles, zero tackles for loss, 13 pressures and zero sacks. As for his 2023 review, it's just unfortunate because before the ACL injury, Von Miller was everything Brandon Bean imagined him to be when he signed with the Buffalo bills. And by every indication, whether it's Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, Eric Washington, Von Miller worked as hard as he possibly could to get back. And we know that when he did return, it never became a meaningful impact. He had a couple of flashes late in the season, but let's just call it what it is. 2023 was a lost season for Von Miller, which is not ideal at age 34 coming off of an ACL tear. As for his 2024 outlook, I mean, it's just fingers crossed. All we can do is hope that as he gets further removed from the injury, that he looks more like what he's supposed to look like. The challenge is that he turns 35 in March. There's a lot to be concerned about. And in terms of really calibrating reasonable expectations, it's hard to do it. Um, I think the dynamics of this offseason could be could and should be really different. Obviously, last offseason, he spent all of that time rehabbing his knee. And then he tried to play in a football game in week five with really no ramp up, right? I know Von Miller's a veteran, but there's still a ramp up. You got to get calloused up. You got to get yourself ready to play. Never really happened where this should be basically a normal offseason for Von Miller in terms of what he would normally do to get ready to play a season. So it's literally fingers crossed. Hope that Von Miller can be something close to what you expect him to be in 2024. Although I would understand uh, those who have doubt that that would happen. And I don't think you can count on it. And that's, what's pretty unfortunate because this is your big ticket, right? Everybody talks about going all in and doing all that you can and exhausting every resource the bills have, they've done it. And a big part of that has been Von Miller. And he was the big ticket for the last couple of seasons. And unfortunately you only got from week one until Thanksgiving in 2022 of what you anticipated to get from Von Miller. All right, on the other side of it, we're going to talk about Leonard Floyd and AJ Epinesa, a couple of expiring contracts, some interesting dynamics there. We'll break that all down here in just a second, so be sure to stick with me. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDashed stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, and even tax software. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered right to your front door. Maybe you didn't have a chance to get to the grocery store this past weekend after all the big game commotion, or maybe your bar cart is mysteriously cleared out. We'll stock back up for the week ahead with delivery from DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games. The school year, and let's face it, winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order with DoorDash, so hop on the app and make your day a little easier. All right, folks, let's talk Leonard Floyd and A.J. Epinesa in this block. Leonard Floyd, a 2023 free agent signing, 31 years old. He turns 32 in September. His contract is expired. He has completed his one-year $7 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. 
2023, he played in 17 games with 16 starts. In those 17 games on the field, 54% of the snaps, collected 32 tackles, nine tackles for loss, 41 pressures, and 10 and a half sacks. As for his 2023 review, it was a great signing by Brandon Bean. Wind up leading the team in sacks, was the first player for the Buffalo Bills to have double-digit sacks since Lorenzo Alexander in 2016, the first double-digit sack guy under Sean McDermott. He also battled injuries throughout the course of the season, had an ankle deal that he, he was dealing with, uh, and it didn't he didn't miss any games, so was able to be durable and play through some stuff. I do think that he faded a bit down the stretch, which is disappointing because 2023 was a year where he played way fewer. I mean, way fewer snaps than he did in the previous five seasons. He was like an 80% snap guy uh, for the Rams throughout his stretch with them. And for the Bills, he only played 54% of the snaps. It was like three, 400 snaps less than what he typically does. And so I didn't love to see him fade down the stretch when you'd like to think he should be about as fresh as he could possibly be uh, relative to previous seasons later in the year. But uh, that said, I mean, he had a career high in sacks despite playing a lot fewer snaps, collecting, like we mentioned already, 10 and a half sacks. So for 2024, we it's all about the contract, right? And I'm I'm guessing he's looking for a similar type deal that he got from the Bills, which is one year seven million. The Bills also have three void years on the back end of that Leonard Floyd contract. The Bills are going to be paying like I think three and a half, four million dollars in cap space to Leonard Floyd because they just kind of push some of the money into future years. So they're they're going to commit cap space this year because of the void years added on to the end of that deal. And and I think if the Bills were to bring Leonard Floyd back, it'd have to be a very similar situation. So you're just continuing to tie up money into a player. And and that's when you're tight against the cap, you're trying to go all in, you're trying to maximize a winning window. These are the levers that you have to pull, but there's, you know, there's consequences right now. The Bills have less salary cap space in 2024 because they had to push money uh, to void years with Leonard Floyd when he's not even most likely going to be on your team. And he, if he is back, that's money still counts. So, you know, it's tough. And the Bills are in a tight situation as it relates to the salary cap, which if anyone tells you isn't real, just mute them. They're not, they're not, they're not a person you should pay attention to. People that don't understand the salary cap and say it's fake, they don't know football, and they're not worthy of your attention. This is the reality of what this, this is all about. And Leonard Floyd's a great example of that. So for my, my, again, my 2024 outlook, we are looking at a similar type deal. He's already said that he wants to play for a contender and he's going where the money is. And, you know, he's going to be 32, trying to maximize the end of his career. I'm not sure if that spot's going to be with Buffalo. He had a nice season for sure, but he's not a player that I'm stressing over bringing back, right? One of my big themes that I told you I was going to be clinging to this offseason is younger and cheaper. Paying a 32-year-old Leonard Floyd does not accomplish your objectives of getting younger and cheaper. And I think the Bills should look to kind of give someone else some opportunity here uh, on the edge. Although I thought he had a great season, but I think that's what it needs to be. One great season. AJ Epinesa, 2020 second round pick, number 54 overall. He's 25 years old. He turns 26 in September. He has completed his rookie contract, a four-year, $5.9 million contract. And so the fascinating thing with AJ Epinesa is figuring out what his market value is going to be. I think this is one of the most challenging players for me to really project uh, contract-wise what he's going to be looking at this offseason. 
SpotRack.com says an average annual salary of $5.6 million. That's their projection. To me, that's what makes sense. I do fear that there's going to be a team or teams out there that are willing to overpay uh, for Epinesa. You think about a team like Chicago, who has now Eric Washington as their defensive coordinator, who of course has been Epinesa's defensive line coach. And surely Epinesa had his best two seasons with Eric Washington. Um, Think about a team like Washington, who has major needs on the edge. They traded away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They have literally nothing on the edge. They got a defensive-minded coach in Dan Quinn. They have tons of resources. You could see teams out there, the Raiders, right? There's teams with cap space out there that might look at A.G. Epinesa and say, here's three years, $30 million, right? We saw that happen with both Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips. I, I fear that could happen again here, and I think that's an overpay, but to me, if you can get him in that five, six million dollar range, I'd love to have him back. So my offer for AJ Epinesa would be two years, twelve million dollars. If I'm AJ Epinesa, I'm probably going to explore what those other teams have to offer me, and I bet you it's more. So we'll see how that all goes. And I think if you want to play the compensatory pick, bingo. You know, this is a contract that you look at. Leonard Floyd is a contract that you look at. Gabe Davis is a contract that you look at as assets that you're going to lose, and you're probably not going to come close to signing. Uh, enough players for there to be a net for there to not be a net loss so you're probably looking at you know compensatory picks next draft and this is part of that bingo is is AJ Epinesa Leonard Floyd and Gabe Davis is a couple of or, or three big ticket potential free agents that could all get 10 plus million dollars a season uh, with their next deal all right so Epinesa, uh, 15 games in 2023, one start on the field, 41% of the snaps in those 15 games, 20 tackles, seven for loss, 29 pressures, six and a half sacks. He also had two interceptions. You can't forget about those. He picked off Mahomes and then right the Washington was the pick six. So a couple of fun interceptions for AJ Epinesa. As for his 2023 review, I think he had another solid season as a rotational defensive end. The rib injury against Kansas City, I think that was pretty impactful in week 14. He wound up missing two games and then came back for the last couple of games in the playoffs. And I don't think that he was close to the same uh, trying to play with that rib injury. And I, I think he's very clearly shown growth as both a pass rusher and a run defender. And I think as a third defensive end, I think he makes a nice impact. What, what does he look like in a more prominent role if he's a 60-plus percent of the snap guy? You know, I wonder what that looks like. And again, if he comes back for money that the Bills can can work with, I think you can look at Epinesa and Rousseau and say, yeah, we got a couple of starters there and you know, young players that you drafted. And, you know, you could you could see what what happens there. Um, but it's really just going to come down to the money for A.J. Epinesa. So 2024 outlook. The question is, is he back? I'd rather bring him back than Leonard Floyd, to be honest with you, because it gets us into the younger bucket. And I don't know, I don't know if it's cheaper, but it's certainly younger, which I like. Again, he's turning 26 years old in September and with four years of experience under his belt. So I like that. But again, my fear is the market that's going to exist out there for AJ Epinesa. I think bringing him back would be helpful in maintaining some level of year over year continuity. Certainly a player that you drafted, you, you invested the 54th pick in the draft on him. And so, you know, my appetite for an extension here is, is fairly warm, but Again, if there's $10 million a season out there for AJ Epinesa, which I think there could be, and I think that's uh, that's something you got to you got to understand if he goes out and takes. Uh, 
All right, we're talking Shaq Lawson, Kingsley Jonathan, and the overall to-do list for Brandon Bean this offseason as it relates to the defensive end position in just a second here, so be sure to stick with me. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right, $150 if your first bet of $5 or more wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. They have live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. They also have some football's futures bets out there that you can get in on. There's always a ton of fun stuff to check out over at FanDuel. The app is awesome and easy to navigate, so check it out. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, a couple more players to get to, and then we'll get to Brandon Bean's checklist here. Shaq Lawson, a 2016 first-round pick by the Bills. Then he left in free agency after the 2019 season, and he's returned each of the last two years on one-year contracts. Shaq Lawson is 29 years old. He turns 30 in June. He has completed his one-year $1.3 million deal and is set to become a free agent. In 2023, he played in 16 games with one start. In those 16 games, he was on the field for 33% of the snaps, collected 13 tackles, two tackles for loss, 16 pressures, and one sack. As for his 2023 review, Shaq Lawson kind of is who he is. He can defend the run. He can contain rush, and I think those are important things, right? Like stopping the run. And contain rush against a guy like Lamar Jackson, the Patrick Mahomes, guys that can get outside of structure. You love having Shaq Lawson because he's going to help keep them within the pocket. Uh, he's inexpensive. He's a reliable player. But he's also a fourth defensive end that's going to be 30 years old this season that offers very little upside. And so I've I've been a pretty big fan of Shaq Lawson. Like, not necessarily in terms of, who he was as a prospect and meeting the promise of being a first round pick. But the last couple of years in terms of providing some stability as a rotational end that has a clear set of skills that show up when you put him on the field. Um, I like that about him, but again, 30, no upside The the benefit, if you do bring him back is that he's not going to cost you very much. He's, he's a minimum type deal player, which you know, as you're trying to fill out a roster, you need some of these players, and, and maybe you want that to be Shaq Lawson. But, you know, if you can get some different options in the building that have some more upside, I'd be I'd be fully okay with moving on here and giving some younger, uh, potentially some more dynamic guys with upside more opportunity in 2024 compared to giving 33% of your snaps once again to Shaq Lawson. Last player here is Kingsley Jonathan, a 2022 undrafted free agent. He's 25 years old. He turns 26 in April. He's entering year two of his two-year $1.9 million contract. In 2023, he played in 16 games with zero starts on the field for 11% of the defensive snaps, and he actually played a fair amount on special teams as well. He collected five tackles, none for loss, eight pressures, and zero sacks. As for his 2023 review, um, it's tough, right? He, he only played 97 snaps on the season. 26 of those 97 snaps came in one game against Jacksonville when the Bills didn't have Greg Rousseau, and it was also Von Miller's first game back, so he was on a pitch count. 
And he certainly had a, a, a couple of occasional flashes, um, but he's never really commanded playing time. He's never really taken away playing time from a guy like Shaq Lawson. Like I just mentioned, you have a, a an aging Shaq Lawson that has very little upside. And the younger, more more upside, more athletic player in Kingsley Jonathan's not taking away snaps from a guy like Shaq Lawson. So he's hard for me to project. I'd love to look at him as this underdog story that's going to have a breakout season and be a nice piece of this Bills defense. But based on what? Based on what? He's uh, he's There's not enough there for me to point to and say, okay, this guy deserves a massive opportunity and that's a reliable path for the Bills to get production. I don't know if that's a good way to look at it. So as for the 2024 outlook, he is under contract, which is a big deal. The Bills only have a few guys under contract on the defensive end, Rousseau, Miller, and Kingsley Jonathan. So you're you're probably going to want two or three more players added to this mix. And fortunately for Kingsley Jonathan, he's already in the mix. Um, you feel like there's probably going to be some opportunity there. They've held on to him for a few years. And like we've seen some of this happen um, with other young players that have just kind of been around, whether it's like an Ike Bucker type guy or a Cam Lewis type player where they're just kind of around for a while and they eventually get a chance and they do decent. Maybe that'll be Kingsley Jonathan. He'll be the next one that does that. He's very athletic. Um, he's 6'3", 260 pounds with 34 and a half inch arms. He has a 9.04 relative athletic score. The perfect score is 10. So he's got great size and athleticism. 4.47, 40-yard dash, a 1.61, 10-yard split. Those are great times. 34 and a half inch vertical jump. Seven-second three-cone. He's an athletic dude. But at the same time, he's entering his age 26 season. He's played 160 snaps in two seasons with the Bills. He was with the Bears, and they didn't keep him. They've needed defensive ends. You go back to his college career at Syracuse, he was there for five seasons. He started 11 games as a junior, and then he has two starts across his other five seasons. And the year after he started 11 games, he didn't start any as a senior. So, like, I don't know what to expect from Kingsley Jonathan, but when you look, if your best indicator of future performance is is past performance, is a modest player at Syracuse and hasn't really carved out a role for himself in the NFL despite being great size and great athleticism. So he's in the mix. I'm intrigued. But having real expectations for Kingsley Jonathan next year, I don't think you can. And that's tough because I don't think you can have real expectations for Von Miller. I don't think you can have real expectations for Kingsley Jonathan. Well, you've only got one other player under contract, and that's Gregory Russo. So you got some stuff to figure out here, Brandon Bean. I will note that you have Cameron Klein, who spent this past season on the practice squad. He signed to a futures contract, so he is in the mix as well. So what do you have? Greg Russo, Von Miller, Kingsley Jonathan, and a bunch of expiring contracts. What do you need? I think it's pretty clear. You need to pick up Greg Russo's fifth-year option. You need to fervently pray that Von Miller can find his form. You need to check in on AJ Epinesa and see where his market's at. And if you can pull it off, I'd do it. I think you need to draft the player early here, and you might need to draft one early and one late. You might need a couple of rookies here in the mix. And so, to me, defensive end is very much in play for the Bills in the first round at pick 28, and they should pick one, to me, within the first three picks. And I think it's such a big need. And obviously, free agency will dictate a lot of this, but as we look at it right now, they need to pick a defensive end early in the draft. So a lot to be done here at defensive end. Uh, you're going to need 
two or three new contracts, potentially some rookie infusions. And boy, oh boy, this would be nice if Von Miller could come back and be Von Miller, right? That's your that's your wild card. That's your X factor. That's your unknown is what Von Miller can look like. And um, for as intriguing as that can be, he's also 35 years old and he played like garbage this past year. So hopefully just more time removed from the ACL um, puts him in a better position to be a productive player. So we'll see. All right. We, we got, I think the hardest conversations have been wide receiver, defensive tackle and defensive end. So we've gotten through that. We got a big one coming at safety linebacker corner safety, three left to do here on this performance review series. We'll certainly get those in this week for you. And then, you know, turn our attention to some other topics. So appreciate you being here and appreciate you coming back. So make sure that you are subscribed. Would love it. If you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast, have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.